0: to the Just Sports Podcast. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Just Sports Podcast. I am your host, Will Gardner, and today we have episode 61 for you guys. I'm joined today by Neil Polakat. Neil, how are we doing on this Thursday afternoon? Doing
1: great. Some big news came in this week, so I'm excited to talk about that.
0: Massive news. Massive news. That is all we're going to be talking about today. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. Episode 61. We're going to start as we do every single week with our news segment. Stephen Curry breaks the three point NBA record Dolphins. uh, Fire Brian Flores. Georgia wins the national championship. Breaking news breaking news for the week of march 10th lots and lots and lots of nfl news so buckle your seat belts here we go cleveland browns franchise tag tight end david njoku very solid tight end he will be in cleveland for a little while cincinnati Bengals also franchise tag their star safety jesse bates very smart move there from cincinnati freeze up some confusion, and also allows them to save some money and go after improving the offensive line, which we all know is absolutely horrible. Calvin Ridley, former, I should say, former Falcons wide receiver, who took this past season off due to mental health issues. Oh, wait, no, he was sports betting while he was taking his time off. He bet $1,500 on certain games and has been suspended from the NFL for this upcoming season he's taken to social media he's you know come out with some statements i think he's being kind of a bum i'm not gonna lie no bum of the week this week but if we did he would he would be mine he's i'm not impressed with how calvin ridley is like handling the situation right now the cowboys also franchise tagged their tight end Dolan schultz and the dolphins followed sweet and tagged mike yasicki neil the Green Bay Packers signed Aaron Rodgers to a four year 200 million, 200 million reported, although Neil might tell you otherwise, million dollar contract extension. A lot of teams were after Rodgers, but you know, Rodgers, the drama queen he is, built up all the drama, said he was going to leave, said it was the last dance, only to return. I mean, what else would you expect from Aaron Rodgers? Mm-hmm. I think Charles Barkley said it perfectly. He's a schoolgirl who you need to tell she's pretty all the time. Neil, what do we think
1: about this? You know, contract I think contract? I don't know. I think, I think I think it was the right move for both teams because, like, honestly, the Packers are probably Rogers' best option right now. They they definitely have the best roster, and I think he he said he took the the contract he got. He said it was team friendly. That's what they're saying. So I think I think he's trying to win a championship. I think he's really he's still all in with the team. If he does decide to take a team-friendly contract, I, I'm excited. I think. I mean, he just went back-to-back back MVPs. He's about to come back. We bought most of our pieces still. We got Adams. I, I think. I think we're in a good place.
0: Was he not trying to win a championship these last? I mean, okay. You know, couple <laughs> <years>? <laughs> he was. He, he
1: was. But now he now he's got like a chip on his shoulder after losing another playoff game. So mm. he's ready. He's ready. Mm. Uh, pretty excited. I
0: don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think. I think it's ridiculous, like how much he built it up just to return, and I think that says a lot about him. And I think I don't think his best opportunity is in Green Bay, honestly. I'd, I mean, maybe not. I don't think he wins another chip no matter where he goes, unless he goes to, like the Chiefs or something, which obviously wasn't going to happen. But I mean, Tom Brady's out, so maybe that. I mean, they obviously have a better chance, but he still has to get through the Rams. You still have to get through. I mean, the Cowboys are kind of on the rise a little bit. You got to get through. I mean, you know, Buccaneers, if they make a move for a quarterback, there's still a lot of solid teams out there in the NFC. And even if Rodgers makes the Super Bowl, the AFC is absolutely loaded. So Rogers, 38 years old. Personally, I just don't see a Super Bowl in his future. But was going back to Green Bay the worst move for him? No. But I think from Green Bay's standpoint, I don't know, I would have liked to see them move on. I would. I mean, not necessarily Jordan Love, because I don't love Jordan Love, no pun intended, but <laughs> I would have liked them, I would like to see them move on. I think the Aaron Rodgers era has passed in Green Bay. I think that window, the opportunity for them to win a Super Bowl has passed. And, you know, this statement may very well come back to bite me, but I think that window has passed would I would have liked to see the Packers
1: move on, Neil. I don't know if you can see the window's pass. He just went back-to-back MVPs. I mean, he, he's not at the top of his game. He's, he's still—he's still incredible. He, I mean, if really the NFC is so weak in quarterbacks, at least that I think there's a good chance the Packers could make the Super Bowl this year. I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna like guarantee it like I did this year, but I think you know it's pretty weak. I think we need to do it, and if we make the Super Bowl, we can definitely beat a team like the Chiefs or Bills in one game. Our team—we're not too much worse than one of those teams. I—I I, I think it's the right move. I'm the window's definitely not passed. Our team's still very really solid. Our old line's good. Our defense is really young young. We got Jair Alexander. I think our defense is going to get a little bit worse, but still, I I think I think it's definitely a championship's possible. I don't know. And also,
0: Neil, I think you owe me, you know, some money for that. Oh, yeah. you
1: know, a certain bet we made about, about
0: that. the <laughs> of Zerbolia. Yeah. Um yeah. we'll move on. The big headline news and also our cover art. For this week, the Denver Broncos make arguably one of the biggest trades in NFL history. They acquire dangerous Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks say goodbye to their all-time franchise legend, Russell Wilson, led them to a Super Bowl. Russ heading to the Mile High City, maybe a little reminiscent of Peyton Manning. Obviously, not as old as Peyton Manning when he when you know when Peyton went to Denver, but. Could we see Russ do the same thing Peyton did and win a Super Bowl for Denver? We'll have to wait and see, and we will, you know, obviously talk about this later on in the episode. Packers franchise tag Devontae Adams. Neil mentioned this as well. They're getting the band back together. Adams also was one of those people posting the last dance, you know, quoting Michael Jordan, whatever, being kind of a diva. So it is what it is. Okay. And. (laughs) Uh Absolutely absolutely terrible week for the Seahawks. (laughs) They released their great linebacker, Bobby Wagner, who perhaps will follow Russell Wilson to Denver. We'll have to wait and see on that. The Commanders acquire Carson Wentz in a trade from the Indianapolis Colts. We'll also touch base on that in a little bit. And maybe my favorite news from this week. It came out today. I was in the studio for my radio show with Gabe and Jackson, I was absolutely, extremely excited when I saw this news. The MLB lockout is ending, and opening day is set for April 7th. We are back to playing baseball, Neil. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's exciting. Very, very happy.
1: Finally brought it back.
0: Yes, Rob Manfred, the absolute bum he is, finally, you know, pulled his stuff together and finally, you know, got the league underway and did something good. I'm not complimenting Rob Manfred because I hate the guy, but I'm just happy they got the deal done. I'm happy that the MLB is returning because I'm very, very excited to watch the Detroit Tigers this upcoming season. And very, very recent news. LA Chargers reportedly trading for Khalil Mack. They're going to uh, pair Mack up with Joey Bosa, which is very, very scary. We'll also touch base on this coming up, which leads us beautifully into our next segment. We are, so the three major trades, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, and Khalil Mack. We are grading them as if we were a school teacher for each team. So we're going to jump right in. And, Neil, I guess we'll save the best for last here. We'll start with the Carson Wentz trade. Mm -hmm. Here's a rundown. Colts, unhappy with how Carson Wentz finished the season last year, although it must be noted he played not too bad in the first half of the season, then the second half of the season kind of fell apart for the Colts and Carson Wentz as well. Lots of turnovers kind of crept and started to creep in. But it must be noted Carson Wentz played much better in last year for Indianapolis than he did in previous seasons for Philadelphia. So there's a little bit of promise there, but Colts... Very unhappy with how the season ended. Left a bad taste in their mouth. So they getting rid of Carson Wentz. And the Washington Commanders, also in search of a quarterback, maybe we're looking to the drafts. We're definitely interested in Russell Wilson. When that didn't go through, they pulled the sugar on Carson Wentz and only gave up a few picks for him. The rundown, the Colts are receiving a second-round pick and two third-round picks, while the Commanders get Carson Wentz and a second-round pick. We'll start with the Colts' side, as they're the ones giving up their quarterback and getting picks in return. Neil, Colts are without a quarterback now. What do you give them the grade? What grade? Do you, uh, give
1: them? you know, I think for both teams it's kind of like a a met trade. But for the Colts, I mean, I don't think Carson Wentz definitely wasn't their guy, but there's st- there's still have a good roster around them. I think they could bring in a new uh new quarterback, maybe Marcus Mariota, or draft someone. Just thinking, but um. I I'll, I'll give them a, a I'll give him a B cuz I I think they're as good of them that they realized that Carson once wasn't the problem and they traded him away and he had a terrible contract for them so they got gave, they gave a little bit I don't think they um, had the commanders take all their contract but they still got rid of a little bit. It, it was fine. I mean, I don't think it's too big of a deal for them, but I, I think it was the right move.
0: A B. This trade was mum m mid. Such a mid trade. Are you kidding me? The Colts, you get a second round pick and two third round picks, which for Carson Wentz is solid, but you're left without a quarterback. I mean, you have who's the backup? There? Oh, isn't it? Um, no, Jake Fromm is with the Bills, oh, it's Jacob yeah.
1: Eason.
0: Is it? I believe, oh, wow. is their or they got set is on the Miami, so yeah, it'd be Jacob. I think it's Jacob Eason. So obviously bring someone in like Mariota or maybe you go try and get some guy like, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, someone like that. James Winston, maybe we'll see what happens, but I think their best shot is in the draft. I I can't think off the top of my head, what draft pick they have. Um, I think it's mid, it's like mid round. It's mid, I think. So, you know, maybe looking at a guy like Kenny Pickett perhaps Mm -hmm. would be available there. Matt Corral or Malik Willis, definitely one of those three guys is going to be available there. So, should you want I I don't necessarily see a ton of holes in this roster besides that they, I mean, wide receiver they could use an upgrade. They have Michael Pittman and T.Y. Hilton really isn't getting it done, and he might not even be there next year. So I think you do need to upgrade the wide receiver, but you can't you can't start the season with Jacob Eason. So they definitely need to make a move there. I give the Colts a C plus mm. get a second round pick and two thirds, but now you have a big hole to fill. I just I, I, it's just a mid trade.
1: I think if they draft someone, they'll be in a good position because their team right now it's it's like a good it's a good landing spot for a rookie. They have a really good old line. It is it solid is. receivers. I think if they get, maybe they can get Kenny Pickett. I think they could develop him pretty well. Well, I'm, I'm kind of hoping you know Pittsburgh you know, gets Pickett and <laughs> like Willis. So. Yeah. Now they get
0: a guy like Matt Corral, and you know they they can have him. For the Commanders they got Carson Wentz, so they're going from Taylor Heineke to Carson Wentz. So you really just have to gauge how much of upgrade that is. Which is you now up to your opinion. They also get a second round pick, which is interesting, which is not too bad. Neil, do you think you know, do you think the commanders got the better end of this trade or is it pretty even?
1: Man, I think it's it's kind of even. I don't. I think this is just. I don't understand why the Commanders even made this trade. Really, it's like their team right now. They have some decent receivers. They've they actually they have good receivers. Their receivers are probably the best part. They have a decent O line, decent defense. I th- I feel like getting a quarterback. It's not going to help them that much. They're, they're, there's no. They're not like in contention to win a championship. Maybe they could win the division over Dallas. Maybe, but I really don't see this. I don't. I don't think it's worth it to give up those draft picks. But you know, maybe maybe they believe in once. I don't know. But I, for me, I don't really, I don't really get why they do this. I'll give it, I'll give it a C minus.
0: Yeah, you mentioned believing in Wentz. I, mm-hmm. Heading into last season, I I put a lot of faith. Like, <laughs> if you listen to one of the episodes, I think it was with Josh, and I put a lot of faith in Carson Wentz, and I stood by it, and I was, you know, respected how he played. But I just don't have that much faith. I still have probably more faith than most people in Carson Wentz. I still think he can be a solid starting quarterback in the NFL. But, you know, it's kind of shaky now. And I I agree with you. For Washington, there's just so many better options. You turn to the draft, you know, get Pickett or Corral or Malik Willis, who had a really impressive combine. Or you go get Marcus Mariota, who could be, you know, A late bloomer, he definitely was not Uh that great in Tennessee. He showed a couple good flashes with the Raiders. You know, maybe you get something there. Or, you know, you go Teddy Bridgewater or James Winston just for the time being and maybe wait for a later draft class. But it just feels like for this Washington team, they're like, okay, we need a quarterback. I don't necessarily think they needed a quarterback. They're not a Uh championship-winning roster. So I don't get what the big rush was. So I actually have the exact same grade. I'm giving it a C minus as well.
1: Yeah, I think they de- I think they could have gotten like a, a quarterback that's almost just as good in the free agency and not having to even traffic so Like Jameis Winston, maybe Mariota or um or uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I feel like they're all pretty even to Carson Wentz. Yeah, I agree. But
0: maybe Carson, you know, gets back to his old MVP form we'll somehow, some way. Yeah. But it's <laughs> it's very unlikely. I don't know. Not in Washington. Yeah. Second trade we're going to look at between the Bears and the Chargers. Matt Eberflus, the new Bears head coach, making impact already. This came out 4:30, 4:45. I was we are on the air and Gabe Gabe interrupted me. I was talking about the MLB and Gabe was like, he was you know, oh my gosh, Khalil Mag just got traded. Obviously, we stopped because we had to hear this. It's absolutely massive. The Bears receive a second-round pick and a sixth-round pick. And they're giving up Khalil Mack, a former Pro Bowl, you know, DPOY candidates player. He is, you know, he hasn't been as efficient. He hasn't been as good in recent years. But he's still a phenomenal edge rusher and an absolute game changer. So we'll look at the Bears first. Matt Eberflus's first big move of his coaching career, Neil. How do you grade it?
1: Um, I don't see. It sounds bad on paper, but when I'm, I'm looking at it, it's not the worst because what they're doing is they're kind of just rebuilding from scratch, which I don't mind. And they're clearing up a lot of cap space. And I mean, we all know they're not going to win much now. So it, it, it's not terrible to give them away. I think that, I mean, the, the, the picks they got for them probably weren't too worth it. I think they definitely could have gotten more. But I, I don't think it was terrible. I mean, they they're get those draft picks could help. I mean, they're gonna they can get some weapons for Justin Fields. Keep building around him. I'll give it, I'll give it a solid C. The Bears.
0: I'm gonna give it a D. Mm. Obviously, the Bears are in no position to win now. But a second round pick and a sixth round pick for Khalil Mack. The chances of you getting a guy with those two picks that's even close to Khalil Mack is extremely low. I feel like they definitely could have got, you know, maybe not a first round pick for Khalil. He definitely could have got, you know, maybe multiple second and maybe a third as well. Mm -hmm. So I think the Chargers absolutely ripped off the Chicago Bears. Yeah. And got a guy who now makes LA, in my opinion, a Super Bowl contender. I mean, it's incredible. And with the Chargers, I mean, I'll get to this in a second. But they need a defensive line. They have Joey Bosa, but they needed Another guy, and they also need an interior defensive lineman. So they check off one of their boxes. So for Chicago, I do, I like the Bears. Like, I'm going to be honest, I like the Bears and I like Justin Fields. I really like Justin Fields. So maybe that's a little bit why. So I'm kind of bummed out because now Fields is at least going to be on a bad team for at least three, four years. So that kind of bums me out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm going to give him a D. Solid D, okay. which is not very good. But yeah. Now on the Chargers side, I'll go first. I don't often give out A-pluses, but this is an A-plus. It's an A-plus. Come on now. You give up a second and a sixth round pick for Khalil Mack? Khalil Mack is an absolute beast when he's on. Yes, he has not been as good, but the chances of him, you know, say he gets back to what he used to be, this could be one of the biggest steals of all time. Are you kidding me? And now you match him up, with Joey Bosa, which you could argue. I mean, there's some great pass-rushing duos in the NFL, but you could argue that this is the best one out of all of them. That's really saying something, considering, you know, you have Aaron Donald and Von Miller last year, which was incredible, and some other great ones as well. It's scary season out there in the AFC West. And also, like I mentioned, they do need some defensive linemen. They get Cleo Mack, and now in the draft, I think they have somewhere around the 20th pick. No, actually, I think they're higher. I think they're like 12th or 13th, actually. So for the Chargers, you have the ability. Now you need an interior defensive lineman. Now you can go get Jordan Davis from Georgia at that spot, most likely. I I really doubt he'll be taken before that. So if you want him, you can go get him. And now you can build what could arguably be, by the end of the season, the best defensive line in the entire NFL. And that, that makes them a definite... Super Bowl contender, in my opinion, with Justin Herbert being as great as he is, which, I said, this is really early, but a little hot. I, I think Justin Herbert, with Khalil Mack on the defensive side, which in turn helps him, I think Justin Herbert wins MVP next season. Wow. It's very early. That's bold. It, it, it is bold, but yeah. I will stick with it. Justin Herbert, okay. MVP season incoming. It's a little off topic, but I, I gave this an a plus. <laughs> I thought the Chargers absolutely ripped off the Bears in this trade, to be yeah. honest.
1: Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'd give him. I give him an A, just cause like the thing is, they're getting st- the, the cap space for Khalil Mack is massive, and this is probably like the only move they can be able to make in free agency. And just even though their defensive line is gonna be just crazy, and they barely get from any draft picks, they still like they really need cornerbacks. That was their main issue last year. They have uh, Derwin James in their secondary, but that's it. They were getting burned all of last year. But honestly, I might be wrong. They they might not even be able to pass it with Khalil Mack and Joy Bosa. But this is—I mm-hmm. think this is definitely a really good trade for them. Their, their defensive line looks insane now. It's—they're really going to be helping Justin Herbert out, getting the ball back to him. Uh, I think it's definitely—I think it's an A.
0: Absolutely. And the biggest blockbuster trade in a long, long time. I think this is a bigger trade than James Harden and Ben Simmons, to be quite honest. This is absolutely massive, Neil. Denver Broncos. Are going all in there, putting all their chips on the table. They acquire Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick from the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks tearing it all down in a very, very short amount of time. They received Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, Noah Font, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and one fifth-round pick. So the Seahawks received a lot in this trade. So let's break it down. On the Broncos side, what grade do you give the Broncos, Neil?
1: For this, I I think I'm giving them another A. This is they needed a quarterback so bad, and Russell Wilson's one of the best guys they could have gotten. The only thing is they they gave up Noah Fant, which like he he he's he's pretty promising. I don't know, I liked him a lot. I think he would have helped the Broncos, but to, for Russell Wilson, I think that was definitely worth it. I, this makes him this makes him a contender. I mean, the AFC West is crazy now but I, I, this is probably the best move they could have made other than getting Aaron Rodgers.
0: I think, I think I agree. I've been trying to, you know, I've been thinking about this one. Is this a makeup move for not getting Aaron Rodgers? I don't think so. I think you say if they went and got like, I don't know, like James Winston or someone like that, then I would say it's just a makeup move for not getting yeah. Aaron Rodgers and it was, you know, irrational. This is Russell Wilson. He's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. But if I'm making like a tier list, I have him second tier. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like first yeah, tier is like guys sure, like Mahomes sure. and Rogers and Justin Herbert. Those are top tier quarterbacks. I have Russell Wilson, you know, on the second tier, but he's still top ten. In my opinion, he's the third best quarterback in the AFC West. Mm-hmm. But from going from Teddy Bridgewater to Russell Wilson is a tremendous leap. The Denver Broncos. They have the young pieces around him. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, no more Noah Font. But Noah Font, I I think hasn't lived up to the hype that he had coming out of college. Yes, he's been solid, but he has not been like a you know, a what's the word I'm trying to think of? A uh like a star, kinda, like he was supposed to. Yeah, like a star, like a like a household name. He hasn't been a household hmm. name, which he kinda looked like he might be coming out of college. Um, but the young pieces are still there. The defense, they need some help on the interior linebacker position. Maybe they get Von Miller. Maybe they get Bobby Wagner, which would definitely, definitely turn this team into Super Bowl contender. Right now, I see them as, you know, you have the seven seeds. I see them as like a wild card team, like a mm-hmm. sixth, sixth or fifth seed in the AFC. I don't think they win this division. I would have to go with the Chargers or the Chiefs in that regard. But it's definitely a playoff team, and considering what they started with you know, an hour before this trade and what they got out of it, it's a tremendous gain for the Denver Broncos. So I'm also going to give it an A. Uh Now on the Seahawks' side, they're just completely tearing it down. They get rid of Bobby Wagner, so it's a completely new era in Seattle. I mean, Russell Wilson was, you could argue, their greatest player of all time. Led them to the Super Bowl win. And another NFC Championship to add to that. Be Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship. I mean, absolute legend. I, just, I I'm Sorry, I just wrote <laughs> it in there. And now, the quarterback position is looking not too great. Drew Locke has not been what people expect him to be out of college. Even his first year in the NFL, he played fairly well. And then he comes out second year and then last year, and he's not as great. They get Shelby Harris and Noah Font, who is a young tight end. And then the two first-round picks, which is you know, solid amount. And then the second-round picks as well, two of those. So the Seahawks are set up fairly nicely for the future. But I don't think – this is like a conflicted roster because you have guys who are there to win now, like DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Jamal Adams, So you're paying big money, which I think is an absolute joke that they're paying Jamal Adams big money, which is one of the worst contracts in the NFL. But you have guys there which, you know, with Russell Wilson, you were kind of in a win-now state. You weren't rebuilding and you weren't young. So you have that. And now they're kind of in an in-between state, which I feel like you never really want to be like in that in-between state. I think as an NFL team, you either want to be win-now or you're rebuilding, And those are the two best spots to be in. When you're in the in-between, usually you're going to have to tear it all down, and that's going to add extra time to your rebuilding stage. So for the Seahawks, they're kind of in the in-between, and I'm just not a huge fan of that. But I'd love to hear your opinion on this, Neil.
1: Um, well, I mean, I agree there are an in-between phase because with DK Metcalf, people like that, they're paying, they got some really good young guys. I I feel bad for them at this point because they're, they're obviously trying to rebuild and they're gonna have to wait so long to be on a good team again. I think, I mean, I'd request a trade if I were them because they're just blowing everything up. It looks, I mean, I, what they're doing, I don't, I don't think it's terrible to just kind of. Start from scratch, get a ton of picks, but the fact is that they're they still have some really good youngish players on their team, so it, they are definitely an in between phase. The grade I'd give them for this, I'd I'd would go with like a C. I mean, they they def- I think they could have gotten more for Russ for sure, but they they got Noah Fant, but I just I don't the other pat other things they got other than the picks just weren't good. Like Drew Lock, I don't understand why they even got him. It's 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 just I don't think this. I don't think this will really help them. I feel like it'll it'll be a while before the Seahawks are good again.
0: While I don't love Drew Locke or Font. the picks are solid. You know, two Mm -hmm. first-rounders and two second-rounders. You can get some solid players out of that. And I think they have fully committed to the rebuild, which I do like. But the thing that I'm looking at for my grade is what the situation was with Russell Wilson. Because if you keep Russell Wilson... Let's be honest. They're not even a playoff team. They're in the NFC West, and they're fourth <laughs> place this year. And they don't really look like they're going to be trending upwards in the next year, and the year after that. So you're kind of you're just keeping around for nothing, you know. And it's it's almost worthless because you're not you know you're not going to be Super Bowl contenders with the roster you have, and with Russ. And eventually, you're going to run out of time, and then Russell Wilson has no trade value farther down the road. So I feel like it was well timed, and also the situation. The tension between the coach and the ownership between themselves and Russ, there was that there. Apparently Russ wasn't getting a say in who he wanted on the offense, and he was frustrated with that. So you had that issue. And also Russ, a couple of injury issues, obviously had the finger surgery, which I don't think is a huge deal, but it is you know important to be mentioned. I think considering the timing of the trade and the value and – they're committing to the rebuild, which I like. I'm going to give it an A-. minus. They got okay. some nice pieces. Drew Locke, who knows? It really seems unlikely, uh, but maybe he turns it around. I don't know. Just maybe. Noah Font is solid, and he can be your tight end for multiple years down the road. He still has a lot of maturing to do. Shelby Harris, I'm going to be honest. I don't really know a whole lot about Shelby <laughs> Harris, interior defensive lineman. Maybe he's solid. But you get another piece of the defense which definitely needs some work and then with the first round picks I mean you can go get two guys who can entirely change your franchise and I think that's exactly what the Seahawks need at the quarterback position I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in a guy like Teddy Bridgewater I think that's actually very very likely just a, I would I would I would compare them bringing in Teddy Bridgewater to the Lions bring in Jared Goff everybody knows that Jared Goff is not the guy for Detroit but he's a solid guy to be there he has some experience He's going to help bring the young guys along until you get that franchise guy. So I feel like that's what the Seahawks are going to do. They're going to bring in a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, have him compete with Drew Locke, just like they did in Denver, and go from there. And I, I, I like how they committed to the rebuild, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like if they do use those draft picks well, they'll be in a pretty good spot. If they get like a really good quarterback in a, whenever they have that pick, then they'll, they'll be looking pretty solid for that. But... If they do mess up those picks, it'll be so long before they're good again because they'll just their team will just kind of be in shambles, really, except for a couple good pieces.
0: Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree, and it is to be you known the Seahawks aren't terrible drafters. They drafted DK. They drafted yeah. Jordan Brooks, the interior linebacker who played quite well last season. They drafted Rashad Penny is another one I can think of, who is a very mm-hmm. solid running back. That's true. So you know they're not like the Eagles. You know the Eagles are certified going to screw up all their picks. Uh I have a little more faith in the Seahawks to make you know good picks. I mean, of course, it is so hard to predict, but there is some you know there's some you know um, intelligence to it and insight and you're you know you can be good and bad at it, but it is luck. I mean, you never know who's going to bust and who's going to be good. It's just so hard to pick. Speaking of draft, before we end here. Be on the lookout because if you remember to last year, we had a big NFL mock draft and it was absolutely fantastic. First round, you know, we get five or six guys to draft for multiple teams, and we do it like a real draft, real time. It's a lot of fun. We are going to be doing that again this year. Super, super excited for that. So be on the lookout for that. I think I want to say the tentative date for that. I forgot what I said it as the Uh, April 23rd, the draft is the 28th, so the 23rd would be that Saturday, a week before that. So I think that is the tentative date for our mock draft. So definitely be on the lookout for updates about that. We're going to also have MLB season preview. Probably get a couple guys on for that in the next coming weeks. March Madness, of course. We're going to have a big, big episode for that. So it's it's a very exciting time for sports. You know, we had a little bit of a lull you know, the last month and a half or so. But now things are ramping back up. We've got a lot going on. So we are going to get a lot of content out for you guys. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I can guarantee that. So, Neil, thank you for joining me today. It was lots of fun. Very good, as always. And I appreciate it. Yeah, it was great being here. It. Thank you all for listening to the Just Sports Podcast. Make sure you go follow us on Instagram at JustSportsPod. We are posting a lot of stuff on there. So you definitely do not want to miss that so go check that out make sure you go listen to all our other episodes they're all fantastic you have my guarantee thank you all for listening this has been the sports podcast i'm your host will gardner signing off